Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you on a Balls Wednesday. Hope this finds you doing well, my friends. On Twitter, it's at J. Cameron Show. That was a, a positive, uh, I mean, positive way to start the day. We were talking about football, and, and, and it reminded me of how much closer we are. Uh... Uh, it reminded me how much closer we are to spring football, which I'm excited about um, because of all that we just laid before, uh, which is that how much better will that offense be given uh, the weapons that were brought in? And if you want more of that content, go to warchant.com where Corey wrote a piece on the receivers, and uh, it's a good read. We're also going to be doing a, a lot of video work with that, uh, the position previews, and asking the, the biggest questions. But the receivers is a fun one. It's a good one to start with just because of the overhaul. It's, uh, it's a sexy position by nature, and we haven't been very attractive in some time here in Tallahassee. Well, I can't decide what has frustrated me more, that or the linebackers, because this is a university and a program that has a storied history of elite-level play at linebacker and wide receiver. And for it not to at all, not even a little bit, over the last number of years is really one of the many tough things, tough pills to swallow about Florida State football over the last four years. It really is. It's, it's, it's hard to fathom. So here's a question I have based on that. Like We've had elite-level college play, but not sustained levels of pro-factory receiving play here at the yeah, university. Right. That's always been kind of a – when I was growing up, of course I was an old fan and I was a Buck fan, but it was easier to – get into those arguments with my friends in elementary, middle, and high school about which university you know does the best at this position or that position. Receiver was always a tough one because I felt like we had a lot of dudes that were good here, really good, nationally good, you know, award-winning good. But then Miami, for example, cranks out a lot more professional receivers that had staying power in the pros. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other positions are like, oh, here's your clean line of delineation. It's like Florida State did this in the college, and then these guys went on to be Hall of Famers. Yeah, it was always weird because if you went through and looked, um, you know, now listen, the Bolitnikoff Award is named yep. after, you know, Craig Bolitnikoff. It's, it's a good way to begin given his Hall of Fame career. So you start there. 
but one of the things that, and I guess, you know, who who comes next in your mind of uh, great players in the NFL? It would have to be Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden had an incredible career. But from there, it gets dicey, doesn't it? You start to really, you struggle with it. Like, uh, Lavernius Coles was around a long time, but he wasn't, yeah, you know. Yeah. He had first a first-team All-Pro every year. Anything well, like you, that. you would do it with a lot of guys. You'd say, um, you know, uh, I mean, Peter Warwick actually had a couple of years in the league where he was very good. Unfortunately, his injury, uh, you know, led to a precipitous drop-off and really, uh, compared to his college career, a lack, uh, a lacking NFL career. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of guys that kind of that you thought would go on to do great things. Whether that's you know, you thought maybe Lawrence Dossie would go on to do great things in the NFL. I mean, I remember watching Lawrence when he was here as a player and a vicious blocker as a receiver, and I thought, man, that'll play in the NFL for a long time. He was never going to be the athlete that some of these other guys uh, were, but he could, you know, and he didn't have a great NFL career. Kez McCorvey's a friend of mine, I, I dare say. I know Kez really well. Had a nice career, but obviously it's not something that you think of right away when you're thinking about... KB was an impact player for a year, year and a half. Could have been a great player, didn't like football. Yeah. Clearly didn't care to be out there. Kelvin Benjamin could have been for a long time a, a great player. Uh you know, uh, you brought you brought up Lavernius Coles. Uh, Snoop Bennis was a guy that I thought would have a better career um, than he did with Kansas City. Uh, Crow, Crow Thorpe, who, yeah. who, who are you going to name? Uh, Javon Aubrey. Walker had a decent career in the he NFL. Did. He did. Yeah, I remember him with the Broncos. Yeah, and I remember um, – God, we're going through these guys. I'm trying to think. I mean, we got one in the Super Bowl, but Auden Tate is, you know, a reserve player and a role player. But he's hanging on for you know dear life in the pros, and he's on a Super Bowl participant, so yeah, doing yeah. something right. I don't know. I'm trying to like Jesse Hester and guys. You're going to go back a ways. Tamaric Vanover should have been a star in the league, but obviously got himself in trouble. Uh, you got to go back. I mean, I, I when I, I was, thought Rashad had a chance just because undersized receivers were becoming more in vogue by the time he was coming out. It, like it seemed like the timing mm-hmm. was right for a player like him to be in the pros. Should have gone to New England, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I used to love Willie Reed, but, you know, nothing there to reference. Uh, P.K. Sam. Jeez, um, Talman Gardner had a cup of coffee in the pros, I guess. Uh, when I was a kid, Hassan Jones um, was a guy that I loved. Hey, how could we possibly overlook Randy Moss, former Seminole? Randy Moss, arguably the greatest of all time. What is wrong with us? <laughs> I wish that could count. I wish that could count in the arguments, you know, but we have to keep them in order for it to count, right? I mean, like, so I guess we could claim Bolden more so because he played, but Randy's a toughie. That's a tough one to, to argue and, and win at the bar, so to speak. You know what's weird? When you look at the numbers, just the, the all-time numbers from their college career, like like if you were to go look up Ron Sellers, who at the time set record after record, and, and many of those – uh, lasted for a very, very long time. Uh, I think he still holds a number of records. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, he's, in, he's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how good Ron Sellers was. But if you, if you just want to look at uh, production, and he didn't have much of an NFL career, Rashad Green. I mean, look at those numbers for Rashad Green. They're outlandish. I think when you go back and look at those numbers, you're like, Really? I didn't realize he was that productive. I mean, I knew he was good, but I didn't realize he was that productive. I mean, obviously, his time here was met with huge success. 
So he was on teams that won a ton of games. He had two 1,000-yard seasons, if I remember correctly. So I know that was there. Um, he was uh, a first-team All-ACC player, if we're looking at those kinds of accolades. I feel like every big game that Florida State played in when he was here, he had a signature play. And I, he, it might be one or two that he didn't. But, I mean, every big game, he was there. You can even go back to the Oklahoma you know, prayer from Trickett. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was part of that. Uh, he had a big game against Notre Dame in Orlando with EJ Manuel. Rashad had a big day that one. Um, obviously, the Virginia the big catch Tech and, game, the Virginia Tech game, absolutely. The catch and run against Clemson, game. which is "Are you not entertained?" Yeah. <laughs> the catch and run horse collar. He also drew the pass interference flag. That counts for me as a signature it's moment. A, it's a big first play. and goal is a big, a big play. play. Yeah. He was always there. That's why it doesn't shock me. But I guess that's more – I didn't see a whole lot of successful stuff when I was here since I've lived here in Tallahassee, so it stands out a little easier. You have decades' worth to choose from. Yeah, it's uh, – you're right. It is a position that you had all-time players in, in each decade. Um, but, you know, I mean, you think about you know, they were all conference or they were all Americans or they were Heisman candidates in the case of Peter Warwick. Um you know, all these guys that we think, but you're right. Those NFL careers really cut short in a weird way. Uh, I think that's true of a lot of the linebackers here. We've had incredible linebacker play in the history of the program. But when you think about all time greats in the NFL, you know, I would have told you that Marvin Jones would have been a 10 time pro bowler and uh, instant hall of famer. Now, Derek Brooks obviously did go on to do that and is in the hall of fame and was at a time, the best defensive player in football. So, there's your guy. But Marvin got hurt, and he had a good career. He just didn't have the career that his college career belied. He, you, we really thought he would have gone on. To, and now listen, for, it's interesting. Florida State has produced a large number of good NFL players at the position. A large number of good players. Solid starters. Good players. But, you know, like Ernie Sims, our friend Ernie Sims. He's a good football player. Not a game changer, not a Hall of Famer or anything like that. He was a good football player. Terribly unlucky as a football player, too. Woo! Wanted to go win, decided I'm going to take a pay cut, go play for the Colts with Peyton Manning. <laughs> and oops. And he got hurt. The two-win season. That was right in the middle of the Peyton Manning greatness era and then Andrew Luck's start to his career, which, remember Andrew Luck, everybody? But that was unbelievable. Right out the gates, they were winning again. That one time in about 15 years where they had a rough year, that was Ernie's one season in Indy. Yeah, I would um, I would say he was one of the most unlucky players in the history of football. That's a toughie. To have to be burdened by the weight of Detroit for all that time. And then you make that move. <laughs> it's a running kick to the Cojones. His best days were in Philly. He enjoyed Philly. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Jeff and Tom, if Norvell brings in another quarterback, is he looking for a true PP or a skill set similar um, to Jordan Travis so he doesn't have to change the offensive scheme? Uh, my guess is... Uh, well, it depends. Listen for this upcoming fall. Depends on how good you are at that particular skill. I take a if the pocket passer is a better player than the, um, the scrambling quarterback, then I would take the pocket passer. If he's appreciably better, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I don't think that's what they're going to look for. If it's 50-50? Yeah, I think what he's going to look for is a true backup to Jordan Travis for the fall because if you wanted to bring in a guy who was that much better as a pocket passer, if you thought, okay, I need a PP to run my offense, i got to get this guy in here, and well, then you would have wanted to bring him in the spring. You would yeah. have wanted him to yeah. be here. You would have wanted him to learn this offense and, and, and get everybody Yeah, I could see that. So to me, you're just bringing in if a guy who can, who can do many of the same things, same elements of what Jordan does within this offense. We'll see what the market looks like, though. You may not have a choice. Also, I mean, listen, it, we make uh, light of it, but if you're Tate this spring, here's this is it. This is the chance to be either the safety net or no chance. You know, this spring is – so if you're waking up in the morning right now, getting ready to go to player run practices or the tour of duty or whatever, mm-hmm. here's your chance. If you ever want to see the field for meaningful snaps and not in an emergency, beyond emergency situation, this spring has got to be it. It's so weird because I, I, I root for the kid. And we go to those practices, and you see he throws a beautiful pass. He throws a beautiful football. He really has a catchable football, right? I mean, just for people who know what that is, I mean, he really does throw a nice fade. He throws really any of any of the down-the-field stuff. It can look really nice. But I'll tell you what, there is no evidence to suggest that that light bulb is going to turn on for him that you could trust him in a game. Now, maybe he proves us wrong. Maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe it happens. But when he's been asked to perform in pressure situations, even a spring game, he has retreated from the moment. Now, I'm not saying he lacks, you know, the backbone. But I am telling you that when the lights are on, we have yet to see him perform decent, even decent. Oh, maybe. And and this isn't blame throwing at at somebody else, but... Maybe if he does, it's because his relationship with Tony Tokars is better. The words, the coaching, they get through to him mm-hmm. in a better way than mm-hmm. Kenny. Again, that's not knocking Kenny, but that's the only foreseeable way. That's the only foreseeable way that Tate would look like a different player this spring. But this is your chance if you're him to say, hey, you guys don't need to go shopping at all. They probably still will. The odds are against Tate. They should. I understand. The odds are against him, but... That's what the stakes are now in spring because you they make, don't have somebody. You make a very good point about uh, the, the conversational style or the relationship, the connection. I don't know, uh, you know, how Tony is with him. I do know how Dillingham was, um, and basically, what I would tell you is that I feel like Mike and Kenny, good cop, bad copped him, from what I could tell. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, just true to their own styles. I mean, obviously, you know, Mike wasn't afraid to express his displeasure as captured on film uh, and, uh, and and still photos uh, from the spring game. But I also always noticed, and I noticed this when I was down on the sideline during the spring game, that if Mike got on him, he also was quick to go over to him afterwards, after the you know things settled down and possession changed and another kid came in, to put his arm around him and let him know, like, hey, look, I'm on you because I know you can do this. You're just not. So here's what I want from you. And he would he'd make it expressly clear, like, here's the deal. Whereas Kenny was less patient. Um, Perhaps a younger man dealing with that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and I get it, man, because if you're calling a play that requires a certain thing and you've gone over that play, 
Many times. Many times. And maybe there's another player or two on the field that have a hard time asking, you know, executing what is asked, but then they show the growth and they do it. Right. Then and then you don't pay it off for them. Mm-hmm. Could be releasing into a route, pass protection. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blocking. And then you don't provide what is necessary for that play to work. You can see where the frustration would mount in a way that you would say things that uh, others shouldn't hear. So I, I believe that's true. I believe that's true. I don't know how Tony will deal with it. It's a great question, though, from the listener. Just because I'd always assumed it would be a pocket passer because that would be the safer way to run the offense in case of emergency. But if you're looking for translatability, so it's easier on your skill position players and your offensive linemen that they can run the same things, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it is a good point. No, I know. I, uh, I'm i so fascinated by the the – the offense this year and where where this is headed I, for so many reasons. There's, I mean, we we touched on it already. We've talked about it. We'll be talking about it from now until they kick off that first game against Duquesne, and that is how much better is this offensive line? Um, you know, given that they're going to have a little bit of depth, they had a little bit of growth a year ago. They are well coached in Coach Atkins. They're probably healthier than they've been. We're going to see a group that has a chance to succeed at, at their highest level in the last four years. So that's exciting. You brought in. Some bona fide receivers. Yes, there are question marks about a couple of these guys, and we'll see if they can produce. But you also have a guy that has produced big time consecutively, back-to-back years in the Power Five. You brought in another guy who certainly looks the part, and then you have some athletes. So let's see what happens. I mean, uh, this is their best chance, and it's Jordan's best chance. It it, it has to work. I mean, it has to work. And they'll line them up all over the field, too. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's it's not just that Winston Wright's going to come here and only play slot. He might be in the backfield in a certain set. You know, he might be yeah. lined up out wide, and then you can do some things with Johnny nearer to the line of scrimmage if you want to create some blocking angles, because he can create crackbacks or down blocks with that incredible size, and he cares to do so. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that this can sort out, and I feel like oddly enough, and and the people have been bringing it up in the comments recently in the shows, but you know, Winston Wright out of West Virginia. That's the guy that I'm really excited about, of course. But he was last in line, so therefore in the coverage of what we did in the portal, he it was like an oh, by the way, rather than a hey, look at who they got. Pittman was the guy that we covered the most. Johnny Wilson behind him. Deuce was the project that we like. Mm-hmm. But Winston is the most proven. Oh, he's the a, most capable of day it one. Forget winning, it. Correct. Of he is day one starter. Yeah. I don't think I have zero question marks um, about him when he gets here. Zero. I mean, just you, all you got to do is go back and look at his games at West Virginia, and you see a guy who can produce. So that's good. Okay, we got that. Good, good, good. Now, about the other guys. Let's see where we're at with those guys more than anything else. That's what I'm looking at. If you don't know and you haven't uh, decided to act yet, uh, it is a great opportunity to join Orange Theory Fitness right now. Uh, they incentivize it with lots of specials. I tell you about those all the time, including you know, that first class always being free. Uh, but, you know, right now they're going through the transformation challenge. It's awesome to watch people change their bodies, change their habits, change their nutrition, change the way they look. Um, but uh, if you join now, you'll get that first class free. In fact, if you buy the heart rate monitor, which you're going to want to do because it helps show your growth, your improved fitness, your cardio, all of those things, science-backed, as I note on the regular, uh, you get that first month free if you do that. So uh, 
Go check them out today. Orange Theory Fitness. My partner is here on the Jeff Cameron Show. I think they are simply fantastic, and I wouldn't endorse them otherwise. So Orange Theory Fitness, you can check out one of two locations. There's one in Midtown, and there's one on the north side over by Corn there by the Fresh Market parking lot. So Orange Theory Fitness. Sticks. The legacy continues. J.Y., Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. Sticks. With one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at TuckerCivicCenter.com. Don't miss Sticks live. To a live concert soon. I'm starting to Jones. See, Isbell's playing a couple of nights in St. Augustine soon. I did. Cheryl Crow's opening for him. I know that that would be a better reason for you to go. You can't just poke the bear and expect that, you know. I refuse to go to that show because Cheryl Crow is not an actual artist. And there is no reason to listen to Cheryl Crow music ever other than to inflict torture on anybody. Uh, and when I saw that, I thought, what are you doing? Why would you, why would you do that? Why would you subject your people? Not only does it raise ticket prices because the ignorant masses will think it's cool to see Sheryl Crow, and it's not, but it's infuriating because at least give me somebody that's going to open that you know I can sit through without wanting to vomit. You're giving me somebody that causes me to actively hate. There's no. They like each other though, so he'll bring her back care. out on the stage. Uh, no, so no, 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 I guess that that disqualifies that. You would. I mean, Waxahachie is opening before Cheryl, so you go watch Waxahachie, and then I could go take it out to the car. Yeah, get a refill, whatever. Play nine holes. If she's on for more than two songs, it, you really have just been absolutely screwed. And there shouldn't be any songs. There, she, she shouldn't be there. It's disgusting um i'm just saddened by that i can't I, if you said jeff pick somebody to open for jason isbell that you hate in a way that would cause you not to go see jason isbell i'd say cheryl crow and then you'd go well guess what and i'd go well there, you go. <laughs> there it is think of all the artists i could have named that would have been the one uh business owners stop putting off a roof renovation because it's too expensive under the tax cuts and jobs act you can uh, deduct up to $1 million on your income taxes as an expense without the cost of your property to be depreciated. Yay, that's good news. This reform includes improvements that are made to your commercial roofing as well. Call T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction at 766-1340 or get a quote free today at tsparkconstruction.com. There you go. Tremendous right. content. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. Okay, how about this one? Mm. You can see Colin Hay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would enjoy that. But he's opening for Ringo Starr. I'd do that. You would? Yeah. I'd okay, so you would go see Ringo. Sure. I mean, his I, all-star band or whatever yeah, it's called. That'd be fine. I wouldn't. I mean, it'd be fine. Okay, so Ringo's in... Okay, I didn't know. I mean, I'm not racing to buy the Ringo tickets. You want to hear Ringo see Only You? That's like, you know, that, that's... <laughs> you're there to see, hear him sing Only You? No, I, I wouldn't... I don't really... I'd be indifferent about it, but... um. It wouldn't be a gut-wrenching, awful experience compared to this. Okay, if Colin opens for Ringo, would you stay? No. 
So you'd leave before Ringo <laughs> takes the state. See? Pro- all right, probably. All right. But I could endure Ringo if he opened for anybody. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine. But other than that, no, man. I'd be, ugh. It just, just pisses me off. Matt Kuchar over nine fairways hit this weekend, everybody, or this uh, on Thursday. I'm going to go with the over on that. Guys, this is a shameless self-promotion. You need <laughs> I see you, Matthew. You need to get the prize picks, uh, prize picks uh, app or go to the website and sign up. Use the promo code WARCHANT, and they'll match you. It's, uh, it's good for us if you do that. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really good for us if you do that. But it's also kick-ass. It's a lot of fun. What they do with the golf, you don't even have to like golf. I just read an article yesterday that said golf is one of the fastest-growing sports, and they remember it had a, it had a huge drop-off because of Tiger's absence, right? So golf went from TV ratings through the roof. I mean, he changed the game. The money was so great, largely because of the Tiger Woods phenomenon. Um Basically, the second coming of Jack, right? He changed, you know, it took another massive leap. Oh, yeah. That was a bigger effect. Absolutely. So, people in Thailand didn't care about Jack. Right. The point would be that all of that changed, and then they got really nervous as Tiger's injuries mounted, his time away from the game mounted, his legal problems mounted, all, all that stuff. And, and then they were like, oh, man, what is golf going to do? And it's all a real downturn. And this is just interesting. interesting. This is more sports talk. It's, it's less about golf. So if you're like, oh, why are we talking about golf? I'm really not. We're just talking about popularity of sports, the ebbs and flows. But you and I have long said that certain sports are made for the sporting guy or gal. There are certain sports that really lend themselves to in-game betting, gambling in general. And you can, you can hate gambling. You can think, if you're listening to me, there are plenty of people who are on the opposite end of the spectrum on this that don't like it. They think it's a bad element creeping into their sports. They don't want it. Uh, they think it's going to lead to corruption. I mean, I would argue with them. I would, I would tell them uh, there's no statistical evidence that suggests that's true at all. If anything, it helps regulate uh, uh, these sports and keeps them on the up and up because the last thing the books want is for the integrity of the sport to be in question because nobody would bet. That's why nobody bets on wrestling. But anyhow, so the, the point would be, like I want to kill you on Randy Orton. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the point would be, um, it's here, and all you got to do is turn on your television and watch any sporting event, anything: hockey, baseball, basketball, tennis. You name it. You're seeing the Caesars ads, BetMGM. You see all of this now. It's finally come to America. It hit all of Europe some time ago, but it's here now, and so much so that I announced on the show. Two weeks ago, I think it was, that the Nationals, if the baseball season is played, it'd be nice because they're going to have uh, a full-time sports book in the stadium. That's where we've arrived. The NFL has married itself to gambling. So much so there's a team in Vegas, which they said they would never do, right? And I wondered at the time which sport would experience the fastest growth directly connected to sports gambling. And the answer right now is golf. It really does lend, it, lend itself to it because you have so many statistics in golf, uh, such as fair, percentage of fairways hit, greens in regulation. You could just bet scores. You could bet the winner. You could bet one and dones. You could bet top 25s, top 20s, top 10s, top 5s. You could bet all of those. You could do the four-day event or a singular day. You could bet a singular, singular round or four rounds. You could do all of these things. 
And people who are just casual observers are jumping on board with this because it becomes a math equation. You don't have to understand why a guy is good at golf. You don't have to understand why a course sets up for him. It would help, but you don't have to. And if you just pay attention to the PGA Tour's own statistics, which they provide very in-depth statistics on the PGA Tour. For free. For free. That is correct. That's key. For free. Everything from strokes gained on the field, off the tee, everything you could possibly imagine is kept statistically for every PGA Tour player. You, there, there's almost nothing that you can't find. There's too much information. You can go down a rabbit hole and watch. You could be looking up Kevin Kisner's driving stats for the last eight years. It's ridiculous, but you can, and I may have done that. But that said, the horses for courses aspect of this makes it where the guy that doesn't even know can just go, oh, well, how has Hideki Matsuyama played at the Waste Management Open? Well, the answer is very well. Because he normally struggles to putt the golf ball. That is his biggest problem. Every player's got a, you know, an Achilles heel. You look for it. Even the best players in the world have something they don't do well compared to somebody else, right? He struggles to putt. But he does everything else well. Drives the ball well. Iron play is solid. Greens and regulation. Certain courses he putts well at. The Masters is one. This is another. He putts exceptionally well here. Hence, he's got, I think, two runners up. So, you don't even have to care about it. You can just sit down and go, wait, Prize Picks has a prop bet for Matsuyama's total score, for greens and regulation, for, all right, well, what's the percentage of times that he's played this uh, He's played this course six times. What is the lowest percentage he has ever hit fairways in for a round? Uh, he's, he's the, the fewest fairways he's hit in a single round is seven. You, now, all you got to do at that point is look at what's the prop bet. Is it 8? Is it 6? Is it 9? Is it 12? It's just a math equation. All you got to do is just look at the previous appearances and go, it's an auto bet. This is the easiest thing in the world. This is the closest thing you're going to get. To yeah, sure I wish thing. you wouldn't tell people. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> now we lose an edge. Well, I don't think I'm moving the number quite yet. Now, it may come a time where I do. Because I am all in on golf with the gambling, and I do it a lot. But, and we do have a platform. But, but, but I, we'll see. Others have beat me to the punch. There are a lot of people out there who do this exceptionally well and get paid to do it full time. It's all they do. But we can all, we all have access to those guys, too. Yeah, what I'd say is the other part about sports gambling is, is live game betting. Mm-hmm. In game betting is where it's at, that's the future of it. And you need, but the biggest thing for a live wager is the time to make the wager. And golf is the best for it. Mm-hmm. T ball is in the rough. Oh, wait a minute. I, I could get good odds that he's, he's, he's going to make par here? Sure. I'm going to take it. He's going to get out of the rough. He'll chip up. He's the best short game player in the world. He's going to make par here. That number's ridiculous. You got four minutes to do it. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's it's why baseball's got a fighting chance with live in game betting too. It's because it huge takes, in baseball. I mean, in the eighth inning, it's it's a minute and a half between pitches because we got to dance in and out of the box, fix our gloves, right. Go over the signs again because I just came in from the pen. Right. You got eons well, to consider other, what's going to happen. And baseball better lend itself to that. They better embrace it. They need it desperately. It would liven the hell up out of that game. And I love baseball as it is, but most people younger than me do not. 
I mean, you're the you're the cutoff age, basically. Anybody younger than you pretty much doesn't give a damn about. And baseball. I weave in and out. There are times where it's just insufferably ridiculous that nothing happens, and and it's it just, got better at the end of last year, and now did. here they are screwing it up. Now, but the thing about robot it, umps will help too. That legitimizes all things too when it comes to live in game wagering. Think about what's possible with that. I mean, we already know that there are on their own illegally a ton of degenerate gamblers in the stands at baseball games betting on the next pitch to be a ball or a strike. We already know that. I mean, it's 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 funny. It's never happened. Yeah. So that makes me laugh. Perhaps you might be sitting at a bar. Maybe that bar is called Corner Pocket, and you're sitting next to a friend, and you're watching a baseball game, and one of those friends says, "I'll bet you five bucks the next pitch is a slider." You, go, oh, I think it's going to be a fastball. Maybe that happens. It could be. Then you probably have a problem that you need to address. You might have issues, or you're just having fun. One or the other. If you find yourself doing it multiple times a week about a pitch being a slider, a changeup, fastball, curveball, and you're betting on that, you might have a problem. Three grand. It's a slider. <laughs> Three grand. Come on. Now, that hasn't happened in our close circle, no, and no. it ought not. It will never. Well, well at least this guy won't. I was going to say, speak for yourself. Way to get your Christmas bonus next year. <laughs> but I'm just, golf is, if you go to prize picks, type in War Chant after you sign up, you get the uh, promotional offer that we, we, we give you there. And don't they match? That's what they do. They up match. to 100 up, bones. Up to 100 bones. A lot of bones. Jump on it. And then go look at those numbers. Go have fun with it. It makes every round of the tournament very interesting. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Florida State News, Jermaine Johnson has been invited to the Combine. He's going to do well. He's going to do well. What a cool story Jermaine Johnson is. We've celebrated all that he uh, achieved here in his singular season. We've talked about how he's had such a significant impact on Florida State's ability to go out and lure more uh, guys in the transfer portal because he's been an advocate for this program, for the successes that he had here, and uh, because of the successes he had here. But also he he really did embrace uh, what this coaching staff believes, in particular Mike Norvell, about challenging players and bettering them and creating a situation where they continue to not only improve as a player but elevate their stock in the NFL draft while helping this football team get to where it wants to go. So it's a win-win, a symbiotic relationship, and uh, one that a lot of the guys can walk away from here and then say to anybody else considering Florida State, hey, it worked for me, it can work for you. These guys are serious about challenging you. If you don't want that challenge, don't come here. But I like it because it's clearly defined. And now, every day... That has gone by in the last, I'd say, week or so, basically on the eve of uh, the Senior Bowl and all that other stuff. It, 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 you, you read another story. I'm talking about a national story of who are the two to three guys that are rising the fastest in the draft. And the mocks are coming out on a daily basis. This is that time of year. We all know we start to you know kind of focus on that. And uh, Jermaine Johnson is front and center, everybody. He is, if if you're celebrating a Florida State guy right now because of what he did here and what he's about to do in terms of uh, making an impact in the league, Jermaine Johnson's the guy. It's incredible. He's gone from, in many minds, being projected at best the last couple of picks, maybe in the first round somebody would take a flyer on Jermaine. Most of those projections had him somewhere middle of the second round, maybe even late second round, early third. And now we're seeing Jermaine Johnson 
being talked about as a top 15 pick. I actually saw one today that had Jermaine Johnson as a top 10 pick. There is your poster child for transfer portal and what you're trying to do and accomplish as a coaching staff when you tap a player and say, hey, we're the place for you. This is where you want to come. Don't believe me? Ask this guy. He's about to be the number 12 pick in the draft. It's it's crazy. But he's still volunteering it because just over an hour ago, he quote-tweeted Florida State Football's account, which put out a video from their offseason mad drills that they call the Tour of yep, Duty. Tour of Duty. And he said, feels like yesterday I was right there, busting my butt and earning the respect of my teammates and coaches. And he tags FSU football and he says, good things are coming. So, I mean, when the world is now watching him, the NFL world, the scouting community world, all that stuff, he still takes the time. He has not forgotten the one year he spent here <laughs> such that he's willing to quote tweet the university and continue to prop up Florida State football actively as he is pursuing a first-round overall selection. Yeah, um, I made the argument. I mean, Walter Jones is a, a Hall of Famer, so it's you know, kind of hard to project that Jermaine Johnson would uh, go on to have the kind of career that Walter Jones did uh, in such limited action here. But I, I made the argument that Jermaine is a guy that um, we're going to be talking about 10, 10 years from now. If this thing turns around, if this thing gets, as we like to say, markedly better, appreciably better, and, and Florida State is back to contending to win the ACC and ranked amongst the top 10 teams and all that other good stuff that we want for it, Jermaine Johnson will be a key figure in that discussion. He will be a guy that when we talk about the turnaround, let's say we fast forward five years, Mike's still here, the program has met success, we're no longer having these hand-wringing moments every time we talk about Florida State football. We're going to have to begin it with, uh, God, think of where we'd be if Jermaine Johnson hadn't shown up. That's how that conversation will start. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's funny. You're talking about if we get to that place, then we can look back on what Jermaine meant to this program. I just can't wait for that moment because <laughs> it hard. happened. It's hard. But it happened in 2010, you know, the Miami game on the road and then the 31-7 to over Florida. And you're just realizing that while that team was imperfect, things had flipped, guys had bought in, the way they finished off South Carolina with a backup quarterback, too, in, in the Peach Bowl. Mm -hmm. You're just saying, well, what do we have here? We got a little something for you. Same thing, Jameis Winston, opening night, Monday night, you're in Pittsburgh. You're watching I'm the, there the first dad, ACC yep. game, the Pitt Panthers against Florida State. Well, what do we have here? That's on a different level because that felt like we won a national title like in that moment, that night. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait for that next moment. And I hope it comes this season. Could you imagine? We get through three games. After Louisville, Friday night, around 11 o'clock Eastern time. We go, well, hang on a minute. What do we have here? Is there a little something extra for us? Ooh. This could be. And it doesn't, when you play it like that, when you play the hope card like that, it doesn't seem so unreasonable because your opponents are Duquesne, a down LSU, and Louisville. But come on. Let's be frauds for once. That people say, oh, oh, they're overrated to be 17th in the country. I don't care. Like that Miami team that beat right. Wake Forest in the last second came here and got stumped. Right. Because 17-year-olds will believe it. And that's all I care yeah, about. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And when you talk about not being able to wait to that moment, it's hard because this feels different than the other times. I thought we would get there. Remember, when, when Bobby Bowden, in essence, was forced out, uh, you know, he had dug his heel in, heels in, and we had just been an average team for uh, the lost decade, as we call it, right? It was, it was really infinitely frustrating. And I thought that when Jimbo took over, 
we would really uh, fast forward and rapidly change uh, and modernize uh, what we did from a practice standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint, from a, a play calling standpoint. Everything about what we would do would would, would be you know modern. We'd catch it up, and then it was just a matter of getting the players in and how long would it take. I didn't think it was a matter of if, but rather when. And that's always frustrating to wait. But I wasn't sitting around thinking we're not going to get there. I remember I advocated for Jimbo coming here to begin with. So you can go back, check the tapes on that, right? We want, I desperately wanted that. Check the tape. Yeah. Now, I do have a question of if right now. And, and that is, that, that makes this process more difficult. This is a, a tougher wait than it was previous when we transitioned from Bobby to Jimbo. This is a much tougher wait because the landscape has changed with the money. NIL, which might render us right. mood. Yeah. And then really, I mean, we have seen ourselves hit rock bottom. It, it, worse, worse than what we had under Bobby uh, at the end. So this is, uh, you're like, woo, these are dangerous waters. I right. Mean, we can't get there, but this is different. And that moment where we're like, hey, we got something on our hands here. That's because we're looking at eight or nine wins, you know, at that point. Yeah. But that's okay. We need to take that step. We're not going to go from where we were to ACC champion and in the playoff in one season. You just, but we do need to take that next step at some point. That, so that, would that be nice. point has to be this year. Jeff Cameron, show ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Come back. We'll, uh, of course, give you some numbers to chew on and have some fun with tonight. We gave you a winner yesterday. Our friends at North Florida Payroll Services will be sponsoring that. That's next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Let's do it up. Let's have some fun with it for tonight. Any update on this? Any update on this? Uh, none at this time. It's never going to happen. You just floated it out there and get my hopes up for no reason. North Florida Payroll Services. Well, it's going to happen. It's just that uh, Shell Crow is going to. Nope, 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 nope. Stop it. Locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy. An empty net. He scores. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. All right, uh, you got anything you want to float out there, buddy? Because I got a few things that I'm going to give to the listeners. Yeah, I'm going to give them a, a moderate uh, and risky option. I like you, that you, you got to label options. it. Yeah, you got to do it. It's kind of like when your financial advisor tells you, do you want to be aggressive, moderately aggressive, conservative? It's Chicago Edmonton tonight. I really like Edmonton's turning a corner here. 
So you can either play the minus one and a half and get plus 135 odds. Nice. Or you can play Edmonton straight up to win and play the moderate route at minus 180. Either way, Edmonton over Chicago is the play. Just depends on how aggressive you want to be. Well done, Tom. That is the way to throw it out there with the options on the side. Last night, for those wondering, I had Eastern Michigan and Buffalo over 149 on the total. It hit. I had Colorado State versus Nevada over 146. Oh, no, that's tonight. Sorry, that's uh, is that tonight? Did I get that tonight? Yeah, I get that tonight. I forgot my bets. That was last night. I had it right. It was last night. Tonight's bets. Sorry, I'm looking at my roster here. I've got a lot of things that I do for college sports books. You had somebody writing something, scratching it out, writing it again, scratching it out. Yeah, everybody scratched that. I went undefeated last night with the Wisconsin-Michigan State, Colorado State-Nevada, and Eastern Michigan-Buffalo. Now, here's where we want to go now. This is where we want to go now. After a 3-0 and night. Big time. 3-0 and night, though. <laughs> I'm going to go. Okay, get, I'm almost ashamed to give these because I know what Matthew's about to hit. Yeah, well, but you're not ashamed. You're almost, but you're not. George Washington versus UMass. We're going to do the under 152. We're going to do the under 152. We're going to take uh, San Diego State versus San Jose State. That is the final game of the night. That is the over at 124. Over 124. And then we're going to take Oklahoma on the money line at plus 125. Oklahoma on the money line against Texas Tech. They're getting three if you want to go that route. So Okay. All right. That's not bad. That third one sounds more normal than the first two. <laughs> it's because people have heard of them. Heard of them? I will tell you, I've got a couple of others that I do feel ashamed about, and one of them might be an Ivy League game. But um, So did you give us your recommendations for the WM, never to be called Waste Management again? Well, there are a lot of recommendations on the WM that I could give. You have uh, any weekly ones rather than the, the prize pick prop? Well, I said that well. That's, that's tough to say. So you want my lineup? I don't no, like to give no. my lineup. No, if you mean, like a guy just to, to throw either a top five uh provision at if you're looking for a couple guys that might surprise uh i really like Corey connors this week and you can get him at like 60 to 1 connors so i like Corey connors to have a good week this week um if you're trying to fill out a volatile lineup which is what you should be doing if you're playing in any of these uh national uh daily fantasy type things um you know i think you got i think you got to look for long shots that, that that the public won't have and so if you're going to roster people like that, Corey Connors is a good one. Putnam's another player that I like this week uh, to roster. Um, and then from there, I mean, when you're starting to talk about odds that, that low, I mean. I'm looking at some live uh, numbers on uh, alpine skiing. I, I just I can't believe that that's a thing. Are you really? Uh, I'm not trying it. Oh, I'm just, I can't believe they have gracious. a list of, of futures for everybody who's in the alpine skiing right now. I'm going to tell you that I am uh, going to be watching very closely, uh, I might add, your uh, favorite golfer in the world. See how Brooks plays. He's the defending champion. There's no reason for him to struggle on this course. It's perfect for him. Better yuck it up with the people, too. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks to all of you for listening. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.